<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast on All Noise Radio. On the heels of what I believe to be the most boring Super Bowl of all time, this is Sons of Slam podcast only on All Noise Radio. Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Joe Black. We have another week. Joe, how are you? I'm good and I like the Super Bowl, but we'll get into that. And that's the end of the show. Thanks guys for listening. Uh, How you doing? I'm all right. I am doing very well today. Nice, nice, beautiful day. Hopefully it doesn't rain later, but, you know, we'll get through it if it does, I think. I think. I believe. Maybe. Sort of. Um, yes. So all things uh, sports here. So we're going to do a Super Bowl recap, or our Super Bowl recap. We have uh, Halftime Heat getting into wrestling, Halftime Heat, uh, Raw Smackdown, and our final thoughts at the end of the show. Let's get right into it. So Super Bowl 53 came and went. In the blink of an eye, the, the, the luster, the glamour, the, the, the glitz, all things Super Bowl, and you loved it. Yes. I'm for tell the me, brand. Tell me more. Because I'm for the brand. It was a good punting contest. <laughs> it, was, it was a good punting contest. However. Records, records broken. By yes. Way. The only thing I didn't agree with is some of the people that paid about, what is it, like $7,000 just for a punting contest and a Crappy Maroon and Five a concert. Crappy Maroon Five concert, which I and no SpongeBob. We, I didn't get one sweet victory. I was very upset. <laughs> I was really upset. It was not fun. <sighs> yeah, I, big uh, boy though. Oh, big boy! Shout out to ATL. Shout out to ATL. Big boy coming on and uh, the, the whole. We'll, we'll, I want to get into the halftime thing also. Let, let's start with the actual game itself and recapping that. So, Punts Fest uh, 2019 happened and. Um, Lowest scoring uh, Super Bowl game in history. In yeah. 53 games, the lowest scoring uh, of, of anything. Two touchdown score. Um, uh, Could you imagine being the person and getting a box 0-0 at the end of the first? And then like when they write it out, be like, oh, I got 0-0. When's that going to happen? Wait, yeah. Well, well, it did. And congratulations. It did. You won money. And then it's, uh, 3-0 at uh, the end of the, the half. And uh, what the what the hell? I, I would have easily taken the over. Uh, yeah, with, especially with the Rams and and knowing, either taking the over or or having the Rams knowing that the Patriots in in all their Super Bowls have never scored in the first quarter. Yeah, and I would have I would have easily taken the Rams uh, not for the game but at least for the over uh, on the first half. But man, what a just a it was and, incredibly incredibly weird. <laughs> I guess the, the positive I will put a positive spin on it and say uh, defense looked good. Defense, hang on. This was a defensive. That's what I liked about it. It it brought me back to you know being a, being a kid watching really defensive football, where quarterbacks were getting you know quarterbacks were getting hit and they weren't getting back up. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have that this game, but yeah, you did have a uh, 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 Brady got sacked once and uh, with a fumble, but they did not recover, which kind of bit them in the butt later on. But uh, other than uh, other than that, uh, defense on both sides looked really good. Yes. Um, going into uh, uh, you know with Tom Brady making his annual Super Bowl appearance, uh, he was he was destined for uh, uh, another victory, but uh, 
I just want to get this out of the way. Yeah, go ahead. Joe Montana will always be the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time. Okay. You, However, last for, game. Your bias. Yes. Being a 49er fan. Mm-hmm. There it is. There I. It is. Uh, there it is. I had to root for the Patriots because I cannot see the Rams win a Super Bowl. As a 49, as a diehard 49er fan, I cannot see the Rams win a Super Bowl. It just, it's it, just it, the it, NFC. I will be of... so depressed for the next six months if the Rams won. It wasn't going to be fun. But for why? But but why is that just an NFC thing? Is that are you the, a Yankee fan? Yeah, the Boston one. Were you happy? Is it that big of? I'm, I'm not a. I'm it's not. not nothing West. is ever going. Nothing is ever going to be as big. You think I was happy when the Seahawks won? No. Okay. I was rooting for Tom that one too. Man. However, I'm really glad that the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, the Eagles were the people to uh, separate the. Th- uh, so it's a coast thing, really. It's, yeah, it's really it they were able NFC. to separate the three peat of Tom Brady, so I was really happy about that because okay. that's not something I could have done. Uh-huh. He would have just been compared to MJ right there. It's not uh, not like he's already. All right, it's time but for still. It's time for the hypothetical train. So if they won last year against the Eagles and they went against the Rams this year, what would your feelings be on that? On what the three peat? Yeah, uh, I would hate it. Oh, but so I it's would, a different story. I would have to root for the Patriots because I it's can't see the, the Rams. I can't see the Rams win. You're a conflicted man. It's oh, <laughs> you have no idea. I don't think anybody has an idea. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of uh, quarterbacks, Jared Goff, man, jeez, I just the looks. He, he got the yips. He look. He got the yips right from the get go. They had a camera yeah. shot on him, man. He was shaking. His hand was literally shaking on his chest. You know when was, you can see it in the press conference the week before when Tom and and Jared were sitting down. And uh, the interviewer goes, hey, you have any advice for him? And Tom just looks at him with that dead stare, and he's like, you really think I'm going to give this kid advice? advice? I know. know. He's got to earn it. I know. (laughs) Uh, And then he had had one good throw to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and that was it. He should have had that. That was easily the game winner right there. Yeah. And um, dropped that one. Todd Todd Gurley. Uh, A a complete no-show. Ten rushes for 35 yards. Uh, He... McVay, they kept him out McVay too. Kept, How many times was he on the sideline? Uh, well, McVay kept saying that he was he was good, he was good, but he was up uh, with his left knee injury uh, two games before uh, playoffs started. Yeah, that definitely hindered him a lot. I, t- it, it, there's going to be a lot of explaining, a lot of explaining to do, but yeah. uh, with with all that, you know. But uh, I'm seeing that if something happens in the next couple days with uh, surgery happening. Uh, for him, then that will explain a lot. Yeah. Um, well, they're football players too. You know, they're the closest thing to NHL players that'll be like, "Yeah, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt." Right. I'll go. I'll uh, go. Yeah. And then, yeah. You, you, and then after the Super Bowl, you realize, hey, I've had my knee dislocated in three have, different places and I have somehow. Have it scoped and uh, yeah. for the first couple of weeks in the next season. Too many flags, too. L.A. had the Rams had way too many flags. A lot if of they, if they had a cut down, if they yeah. had cut down their penalties, they would have been able to, you know, at least give themselves somewhat of a chance. Honestly, I thought Jared Goff was going to pull something out of his butt mm. at the last minute. Not so. And then that interception, and I was like, "Oh man, where, where was he going?" I just had to. Where the I just had to root for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. Do you know how much that hurt being from New York? Do you know how much it hurts sitting here listening to you saying that you were. Rooting you know for how Tom Brady? much it hurts <laughs> sitting here listening to myself say it. <laughs> and, and this carries over for my in my warped mind. This carries over into my Yankee fandom that uh, I hate them that much because they're from Boston. That I, I there's no way in hell I think they could be playing. I, I, there's no other team that I, I, I possibly hate. So I. I'm trying to relate to your your West Coast fandom and your 49er hawk slash ram hate, but it's just and Cardinal. All right, they may suck right now, but I hate Cardinal. the Cardinals just as just as much as the both as the rest of them. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. there's no difference. I'm not biased. I hate everyone. 
<laughs> Equal opportunity <laughs> hatred. Yeah. Gronk finally showed up. For his final, possibly final game, he, he showed up. And uh, uh, you know, I think he had... Gronk that. came out, and with that last catch, I thought he was, he was going to be the MVP. But congrats to Julian Edelman. Yes. Big win for the Jewish community. Big win for the Jewish community, yes. Shout out to my Jewish friends and... Uh, and Edelman, uh, Ed Edels, as I like to uh, shout out to Alana. Him. I bet Alana loved that. <laughs> Our friend Alana. Our friend Alana. I, 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 yeah, I'm sure she. They were they, the whole family was. Just <laughs> um, yeah, that that uh, that Gilmore interception. Four minutes left. I was so I was so. I was like, oh my god, I think he's gonna catch. He's gonna catch. And then Gilmore just comes down and. I thought when when Brady ran in when uh, when he handed that ball off and they ran in for a touchdown, I, the only thing that can come to my mind was that Super Bowl. When Seattle ran it in and they just stopped them. Yeah. I was like, no way. This is going to, karma is going to come back, mm -hmm. bite Tom Brady in the ass, and it's not going to be anything good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they, they pulled it off. So they pulled it off. Uh, Brandon Cooks with that one handed catch. Yeah. Nice. Some of those CC. Where the hell was that when he uh, tried to get that, <laughs> that, that touchdown catch? Oh, yeah. Man. Some of these people really come out for the Super Bowl. Like you can tell these people are hyped, mm -hmm. they're ready to go. But then you have people like Jared Goff who are probably the same thing, and then they just get that little bit of uncertainty in them, and it just completely throws off their game. And he looks so good against the Saints too. And uh, it's, I, 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 do you believe the Saints should have been in the that? Saints should, if, if, if the Saints were in that, would it have been a better game? It would have been a better game. It, marketing wise, it would have been a, a better game mm -hmm. because I, that may I, I could be wrong. I don't have the facts right in front of me, but that could have been the two oldest quarterbacks in the Super Bowl ever between ever, ever. between Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Their average age is thirty nine. <laughs> Say combined age of one hundred and five. Yes. Yeah. Is. Exactly. Yeah. They, they that would have been, but I think it would have been a a, a better skill set uh, comparatively. It would have been higher scoring too. That's I, well, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I thought the Rams would have pulled out at least at least twenty. I don't. Know. I I think it would have been. It might have been higher scoring on the Patriots side. If you want to go down that route, okay. because uh, I don't think New Orleans defense was as good as. Uh, the Rams defense at all but if they had the opportunity I think that Drew Brees see now there's a weird conspiracy theory I heard recently about Drew Brees okay. how this entire NFL season was just going perfectly for Drew Brees ever since the Minneapolis miracle last year mm. when he got just devastated in, in, in Minnesota he came back and he did everything right everything fell into place for Drew Brees right and then that happened, and it was just really bad. It was really bad to see. It was so upsetting. I was hoping that he would have made the comeback this year and, and uh, redeemed himself. But I thought I wanted a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl. Yes, I think everybody did. I would have been rooting for Drew Brees just because he's Drew Brees. Like, how could you not? Pat Mahomes, I get. Like, mm. he's going to have a couple times to be in the Super Bowl, though. The only thing I didn't want for the Super Bowl was to have the Patriots versus the Rams. Have fun with but, that. <laughs> but I digress. And uh, last year, the odds, odds, uh, odds betters had the Patriots winning this year. Next year, they have the Chiefs winning. So hopefully we'll, we'll see Mahomes uh, we'll pull it off. I don't off. know. The, the, the kid can ball. Yeah. The kid, and he is a kid. Yeah. I, he's, got, he's got plenty of He's time. younger than I am. I'm 25. He's younger than me. I know. I think. I'm almost certain he is. <laughs> 
Again, I could be wrong on that one too, but I'm almost certain he's younger than me. And he just had that video go out about him balling in a basketball. Yeah, in a life, he just showed up to a lifetime fitness in the basketball, and he just brought a whole bunch of kids with him. Cut someone and and laid it up on on, in his face. It's it's just that could have been on Sports Center top ten. Depressing. It's just <laughs> it really could have. I, I love athletes that and people who are are so surprised that athletes can be uh, uh, so good in other sports. He's a he's an awesome athlete. He's able to do that. He could be a three sport athlete if he wanted to. He could easily play baseball. Yeah, he could easily play basketball, and we know that he can play football. Yeah, he can play football. Rams tied lowest score in Super Bowl history. Do you happen to know? I'll give you a, I'll give you twenty five cents right now if you could tell me who they tied for lowest score in Super Bowl history. I had looked this up because I was like, I was so stunned when I heard this. This that I swear, if it's the 49ers, I'm it's gonna be not. really pissed. <laughs> I, I was, I was hoping it was. It can't be though. It's 49ers like, no. are five and one. It just, was uh, so you know. Super Bowl six, and uh, I mean, it's, it's a stretch that you would have gotten. The Super Bowl six, the Dolphins, 1971. Yeah, I don't even think my parents scored. were. Uh, my mom was three, so yeah. that's just there's that. Not even, not even, <laughs> you weren't even a glimmer in their eye. Uh, no, 1971 Dolphins, Super Bowl six. Yeah, three points for the Rams. See, that's a shame. I really hope that like. All, all joking aside, I hope that Jared Goff doesn't go the way of, of Dan Marino because Dan Marino is the greatest quarterback to never win a championship. To never win a championship. And if, if that were to happen to Jared Goff, it would be a real shame because he could have been a 49er quarterback, but we won't get into that right now. And the better part of the Super Bowl 53, uh, really quickly. The commercials. I have the commercials, <laughs> which, which also sucked. I have four words for you. California. The big tattoo on uh, – on, uh, on Adam Levine's uh, stomach and yes. Maroon Five, who were Thug Life, Thug Life, <laughs> California, <laughs> and uh, the the idea of Maroon Five when that was first announced sent shockwaves through the entertainment industry because of just the the, the word was why why Maroon Five of all I, I feel like it's like it, it'd either be Maroon Five Train or uh, uh, Nickelback uh, Nickelback. <laughs> How safe could you possibly <laughs> could the NFL possibly go uh, other than Rolling Stones, which I thought was probably and I love the Rolling Stones. Don't get me wrong, that was a very boring uh, Super Bowl halftime show for me, just because they went so safe after. I don't know if you remember with Janet Jackson at host. Oh, I do remember immediately going with. That with was that. the first Super Bowl I, like halftime show I really remember watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder why. I was in Sync uh, Fan too back in the day, so uh, it was like the, the JT comes on and MJ's little sister comes on, and it's like, wow, this is going to be oh my god, <laughs> this is <was> amazing <laughs> <laughs> for all the right reasons. Um, yeah, it was just it was so like plain. And then, uh, uh, who are the other options for this halftime show? Do you remember? I don't. It had to be something better than Maroon Five. I really don't. I you want to know something crazy? If you would have told me that it was Maroon Five and it was Adam Lambert and five random dudes, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, "Yeah, that's Maroon Five. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah." But no. <laughs> Apparently, I think it was all the original members. I, I think I, I would. I would I say w- if I had to take a guess, yes. And I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would say that's the original five. My 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 great interest in this halftime, which nobody really, a couple of people have, have talked about, is. The idea of of everybody boycotting uh, the NFL, Cardi B, there was Travis Scott, there's uh, uh, because of Colin Kaepernick and the, the whole situation. Yet, Travis Scott on on the halftime show and Cardi B in a Pepsi commercial and also uh, Chance the Rapper, yes. who has, has also uh, said he I love that commercial. I love that commercial as well. But he did say that he was banning uh, watching the NFL, yet he was in a, a Super Bowl commercial. Hey, listen. I find hypocrisy he just... funny when money is involved. Yeah, that's very true. 
hypocrisy goes out the window when money's involved. Oh my God. You, are we getting paid how much for 30 seconds? The, the, exactly. Okay. Then uh, kneel. No, don't kneel. I don't care. But you know, when yeah. you, when you say when Cardi B is very outspoken about the whole situation, Chance the Rapper is very outspoken. Travis Scott, who did it. And, and mind you, I'll give Travis Scott a pass because he didn't get paid for the, the halftime. They don't get paid for the halftime show. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's a fact. There's I would have said they gotten paid. All performers don't. I would have said. I would have came out here and said they made millions of dollars just to show up, and this they is, didn't even. And they didn't even do SpongeBob. This is <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob should have got paid. And he, he no no halftime performers do not get paid. The NFL is so bold. They're they're so good at what they do that every single halftime performer they don't they've never gotten paid. You get you get the publicity and you get your face out there to millions and millions, hundred million people out there. That's your pay. Not just that, going to a Super Bowl for free. Right, you don't got to pay a ticket to go to a Super Bowl. You just got to show up. You show perform up. for twenty minutes, and then you can go. Yeah, you can go. Go backstage. Go. You can go put your this. shirt back on, and you can go right into the stands. Please put your shirt back on. We uh, we have so much more to talk about. We are getting into uh, halftime heat, which uh, during Super Bowl uh, Fifty Three, I thought was awesome. We are getting to Raw and SmackDown, and the best halftime show, the best halftime show <laughs> of all the halftime shows. We're getting into everything else. This is Sons of Slam podcast, powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. You know, our jobs occupy more than half our waking hours. Shouldn't we be doing something we love? Call Connecticut School of Broadcasting at 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. Since 1964, Connecticut School of Broadcasting, with a network of 12 campuses from Massachusetts to Miami, has helped place thousands of grads as DJs, sportscasters, entertainment reporters, behind the scenes in audio and video production, every aspect of the broadcast media. Connecticut School of Broadcasting has trained men and women of all ages and backgrounds in a matter of months, not years. Learn by doing from area radio and TV pros. Call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. Remember, it's never too late to love what you do. Day and evening classes begin soon. Get trained. Get connected now. All Noise Radio. The noise. The noise. You can't ignore. Sons of Slam podcast on All Noise Radio. Chris Mindell, Joe Black. How about them commercials there, Joe? Oh, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Steve Carell <laughs> said. Yeah. Very Those? few. At least, I'm sorry. At least uh, uh, I wasn't too impressed with the commercials, but there were a few good ones, that being one of them. I thought all the normal, you know, Pepsi all the car commercials. I didn't see. Did they? Did they announce that they were retiring the dog for Budweiser and the horse? I, I didn't get that. Exactly. I was expecting to see a dog and a horse for a Budweiser commercial, but no. I got. I mean, I got Game of Thrones for a Bud Light commercial. Didn't they, wait, didn't they? Have, they they had the uh, the little puppy dog with the big uh, Clydesdale, and they were like they they touched noses. And was it? Oh, I completely I almost, missed that. I, almost, I may have been going to the bathroom. I almost cried. You no, you did. Um, yeah, no, there was there was that. Uh, yeah, it was there somewhere. Somewhere in there, I felt like it, those. That's one that I normally see a couple of times during the night. Like you normally see more than one Budweiser commercial, correct? Was, uh, yeah, but I the, I saw a lot of Bud Light commercials. Bud Light commercials, yes. However, T-Mobile hands down won the entire commercial. <laughs> they just got to put a simple text message up on the screen and yeah. have a little conversation. Perfect. It was. It was great. Perfect. It was great. <laughs> it was. It was very funny. 
Um, yeah, the Pepsi Pepsi commercial. Um, I enjoyed the uh, Stella Artois commercial. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah. The greatest commercial, though, was the NFL 100 commercial. Absolutely, yeah. That oh, was yeah. the best Hands down. thing ever. Hands down. And I'm looking at it. It's the start of it. You're looking at it like, what are these old guys doing here? And then it just went off. And everybody's tackling everybody. And there's a girl involved that, uh, you know, with OBJ. And, yeah, it was just. Yeah. Richard Sherman. Sure, yeah. The greatest quarterback of all time. And Tom Brady. And Tom <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, commercials going on. Um Speaking of during, uh, well, also we would talk about uh, during the halftime show, halftime heat. Yes, NXT, NXT, NXT. NXT. Man, I, 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 I will, I will admit that I am late to the NXT game. I have started watching probably, I want to say, in the last six months, getting heavily getting into NXT, watching it here and there, and seeing you know, beforehand, seeing like Bailey when they she came up and Sasha Banks and. Watching Finn Balor and Shinsuke uh, all coming up and kind mm-hmm. of fig- just watching their past matches, not getting into the storyline when they were in NXT. And now, man, this is like whatever AEW, whatever uh, Ring of Honor is about to do or is doing, whatever AEW is about to do. It's what NXT is already is already doing. doing. Uh, and is like, and we talked about it last week and we'll continue talking about it every single week with NXT. But mm-hmm. Triple H has taken this, this thing that... It, is a separate entity from. I don't consider it as a WWE brand because it doesn't feel WWE. It, 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 WWE feels like it's it, it, it's commercially viable for a, a younger demographic, a general demographic. Yes. Whereas NXT is hardcore wrestling fan indie feel, which it's it, it, on, on a global scale. Yes, I've said this before, but NXT is the perfect televised indie show. It's got a very, very big indie feel to it, and I love it. I've been watching NXT since the day Vince McMahon came out on ECW and said, we're not doing ECW anymore Mm -hmm. as a third brand. Right. They wanted to do this whole NXT thing, which is like, it was a game show at first. Daniel Bryan with The Miz as 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 his professional. Right. You had people like Kofi Kingston, who was a professional. That whole entire, the Nexus, all those people. And now, obviously, there's only one person left from the Nexus in the WWE. Well, how much sorry. money would you have put? There's that, two. There's two. He's Forgot about that. Announcer and, and wrestler. How much money would you have put on that Heath Slater would uh, still be the last man standing? Um, from oh, I, I thought the one-man band was going to be out of there at, <laughs> in a couple months after the Nexus showed up. And one-man band, uh, on a side note, still all intact. Yeah, WWE. Go figure. He got kids, bro. He got kids. You got to do kids. what you got to do. You got kids. You got gender, and you got Drew as one of the the. the I cannot wait for that tag for that faction to get back together. Can you imagine if they get back together? Oh, that'd be great. They'd be oh, like geez. a heel, a, a heel faction instead of this corny little cheesy thing that they had going on at first. <sighs> so all these guys from, uh, but those the the way they did the games and it was like a yeah. game show. Yeah. They tried to do Gladiator for wrestlers. It was yeah, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, it was it was not it was not good. But as as all things, you know, you start off with with one idea and you kind of morph into something better, and you work out the kinks and you work out everything that that doesn't work. And I think Nexus really took that to the next level. Nexus it was absolutely because the, the way start. they debuted on Raw was incredible. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen someone tear? Have you ever seen anybody tear apart a ring? No. And there was, have you ever seen what underneath a ring looks like? Yeah. 
Not, not, not until Nexus came. Yeah, not until the Nexus came along. That board, man, I was like, wow, it's it's wood. It's like, <laughs> so it's yeah, I mean, board. I always knew it's wood, but I like, it was like just more to of see like the a, wood, like it's like, like wow. a trampoline kind of thing. It's like, I mean, when you're no kids, give. when you're kids, they did just say it's like, yeah, it's like fluffy stuff on top, and then you can just get slammed on there. Like, no, no. that's that's hard plywood. That is hard plywood. Uh, covered bad. With, covered with uh, layers of of mat that they they take out it with. If you ever go to a live event, you see that the the technicians come in and they roll during commercials. They roll those things up, yeah. And each layer, by the end of the, the the whole show, you're down to like one or two layers, and there's a plywood. <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's no give. Exactly. Yeah. No. Nexus was was definitely uh, the 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 shoot off for what NXT would become, the awesomeness that NXT would become. But that really set the stage for the NXT that we have nowadays. It, it transformed into, you know, you have the Sashas and the Charlottes and KO and Sammy and all those people mm-hmm. who were so big on the indies that they could come perfect their craft in NXT so that it would project them into the main roster. Right. Which was, I think, at N- NXT at first, and it is still nowadays considered, you know, the minor leagues of the WWE. Mm-hmm. But they come up into the main roster. But exactly. But it's. Now, you could have NXT as its own third brand, but you can't because it's weird because now they did the whole NXT UK thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, it couldn't be Raw SmackDown and NXT. It's going to be Raw and SmackDown, and NXT is going to still be its own little thing to the side. Right. You're not going to have them go down to NXT, which is, I mean, that's that's basically what it is. A lot of people do want to go down to NXT, though. It's it's all the like the Ascension. The Ascension thrived on. They should go back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they should. They really should. They should go back. And the makeup too. Like, where would that come I from? Know. I know. Nobody likes it. Yeah. There's only a couple people that can pull off makeup. They're not one of them. The Usos and Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Nobody else. That's right. <laughs> so, halftime heat. We had Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and your NXT champ, Champa. Yes, man. <laughs> Adam Cole, Bebe, Bebe. I'm, I'm loving him. I love him as a heel. Um, I was following Adam Cole from his indie days when he was with the Bullet Club, because I've I was following the Bullet I've been following the Bullet Club for a very long time. Yeah, but we won't get into that. Adam Cole was projected to be the next leader of the Bullet Club before Kenny, but then it was a weird changing of guard because Kenny and Cody kind of were in the same place with the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. but then they're like, "No, we're not," and they. We are, and we're not. It's like it was a weird thing, and Adam Cole was just caught in the crosshairs of it. But he still thrived with New Japan, which is why I'm really glad to see him doing so good on the main roster. Now, I put him in the Daniel Bryan category of physique because when he when he debuted against uh, when he attacked Drew McIntyre on that was a takeover mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, I believe he does he. He was so short. Yeah. In the 80s, Adam Cole would not be a wrestler at right. all. No. But when he got in, you know, he did all that, and they, they debuted with the, he, you know, got mixed in with the Undisputed Era, the now Undisputed Era, mm-hmm. and all that just completely put him over the top, yeah. and now he's this household name in NXT. Mm-hmm. If you see anybody that knows WWE, they're going to know who Adam Cole is, which is why... I think he's going to get brought I think and I think Undisputed is going to get brought up soon especially after their uh their loss at Takeover Phoenix mm. to the War Raiders it was uh I I saw that as a changing of the guard 
So I think it's going to be now they're going to go to the main roster, and I I really don't want to see it happen, but I think they're going to go into like a uh, into a shield type of thing. Okay. I mean, I hope they don't come out in flak jackets. No, that would, <laughs> that would suck. That was done. Um, yes, <laughs> that was done and then done again and kept doing. Yes, and it's it's still, actually as of this past week has been done again. But yes, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get exactly. into that later. <laughs> but it's it's I really like what Adam Cole is doing. Adam Cole should be the next people that should be brought up to the WWE has to include Adam Cole yeah, and the entire Undisputed Era. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Velveteen, the entire halftime heat match was just a crazy, crazy good match. So they went up against Aleister Black, Velveteen Dream, and Ricochet. And my my note in front of me, <clears throat> I have one note for halftime. I have a, a bunch of notes for Super Bowl. I have notes for Raw and SmackDown coming up that we're talking about. I have one note for halftime heat. Adam Cole, Panama Sunrise on Ricochet. Oh. That move, oh. <laughs> and I, 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 no lie, I must have rewound that and watched it at oh, least ten to fifteen times because I'm trying to figure out how in the hell <laughs> that move gets pulled off, and him jumping on this guy's neck and then just doing this like three sixty splash and and power bombing him in a DDT power bomb into the mat. I had to watch one that the, a couple times. One of the most make. beautiful moves I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch that a couple times just to see who actually got like. Hit with it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know if that was Ricochet doing it or if it was Adam Cole doing I, it. Like it didn't make any sense. Just the whole match. That, I had that no move, idea what was going on. That yeah. And Shawn Michaels was just like, oh, "Oh my, I've never seen it. You know, I've never seen anything like that before." Yeah. It was just it's what one of the best moves I've ever seen. And I've seen it before in like in TNA. I've seen it before in, in, in yeah. other indie. But he just uh, Cole does it in such a way, man. It's just like so effortless and it's, and it's crazy it's just it's just an awesome awesome move that whole match man was just like i i, I watched i had to watch maroon five because i was at my my parents house watching, oh, me too. The, watching the show i was in my recliner and, and i had a little phone on the side so you were able to watch it <laughs> yeah. in that moment i had to after the super bowl immediately go home and watch halftime heat and stay just, off of all social media and stuff yeah, like yeah, that absolutely yeah i don't want to hear nothing i don't want to hear turn nothing. off I don't my, hear my alerts turn off my my wwe alerts the whole match, just from beginning to end, was just uh, just amazing. And my new favorite wrestler now uh, is Ricochet. Just the, the things that this guy does is just uh, unbelievable. And and I, I can see him uh, ho- hopefully at sometime very soon beating Ciampa and and becoming NXT champion. Yes. And 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 within the year, if if not by the year's end, being brought up to the the main roster. I'm just afraid. Because of his size, he's going to go to two hundred five. He's going to go to two hundred five. Yeah, and I don't which want is to just like, I feel like two hundred five is all these guys with these these awesome talent, and it's it's such a waste of time during the actual show watching two hundred five. Yeah, I, I have no interest. I, I'm usually going to the bathroom. I'm doing something else while two hundred five live is on, and I shouldn't be because they put such such time and effort into this, these matches, and there's there's such athleticism in these matches that you you will not see anywhere else in Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, it, it's a shame that it's that two hundred five live is is where it is now, and it should be better. Hey, the perfect example of that is Hideo Itami. You know, he's asking yeah. for his WWE release he's, right he's now. He's already gone. Yeah, exactly. He, as soon as that match ended at the Rumble on the kickoff show, mm. he went and changed his name back to Kenta. He's going back to New Japan, if not All Elite. Right. There's no way because, and and he, you got to think about this. Him and Finn Balor came up on the same day. I'm almost certain they made their debut on NXT in the same day or within the same month because they, that was the first time where they had the, they had the the changing of the guard with their names, so to speak. Mm. They had, you know, when Finn Balor 
that uh, popped up on NXT TV, you saw Prince Devitt on the Jumbotron. And then you just see it fade to black and you see Finn Balor come up and he comes out. Right. So that was amazing. Yeah. Same thing with Hideo Itami. You see Kenta on the, on, the, on the Jumbotron and then you see that fade and then Hideo Itami comes up and then he comes out. But the only thing that hindered him was his injury. His injury was very poorly timed. He could have been up on the main roster years ago with Finn, but it never really worked out. And I would hate to see the same thing happen to Ricochet. Even even like what Leo Rush is doing. Leo Rush, to me, had the same pop that Ricochet did coming into the company. Right. But then he just never... Now he's just, what, Bobby Lashley's sidekick? Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush look like a bad Scooby and Scrappy Doo. They really do. But, <laughs> but I want to get into later also my, my favorite... I guess we can talk about it right now. Uh, speaking of Leo Rush, that was my favorite segment of Raw was Leo Rush and and Finn Balor. That match was I thought was incredible, and I think another another aspect Leo Rush it just they put, they put him as a mouthpiece because Lashley doesn't have the the vocal talent to do it, and Leo Rush is good on the mic, but he's also an amazing talent in the ring. Yeah, and I, I thought that people match was, forget was that 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 he is really good in the ring. You don't get brought to WWE for your mic skills, right? Right. You do stand up comedy if you want to do mic skills. Look at Dolph. Yeah. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. But Leo Rush has a very good skill set when it comes to professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince doesn't like that word anymore. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's true. He's He is one of the premier guys on 205 Live, yeah. even though he is not on 205 Live anymore, right. really. Right. But I just don't, I don't like how they're just putting the whole Cruiserweight division on one show. Like, why can't you just... The way they used to do it back in back in the you know Benoit Eddie Chris Jericho days, you can just have them integrated onto the show, and then if they get the opportunity, like Mustafa Ali, Mustafa, I was a, just about to I was just about to say that's Mustafa per, Ali see, is great minds think alike. Uh, I know that's why we have this show. <laughs> we have a show. Listen to it. Uh, yeah, Mustafa Ali is 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 killing it right now. Yeah, on uh, SmackDown, and he's just he's doing amazing, and he's really taking he's taking the push that they're giving him. Oh, speaking of that. That boot. Oh, we'll get into yeah, that we'll later. Get into, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Really quick before we go to break, um, let's let's. I just want to get into AEW really quick. Um, they they put out a uh, a tweet about uh, offer to a current big time WWE superstar. Who do you think that is? <sighs> you want me to say Dean? Because the easiest answer is Dean. I would have thought Dean, but you I've could- heard Randy. Okay. I've heard a lot of people. Randy, huh? Randy. Really now. Like okay. that'd be pretty interesting. If they could if they could poach a homegrown WWE talent, I think we have another ratings war on our hands. Is he under uh is his contract almost expired here? Randy? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows with Randy? He doesn't he doesn't reveal he don't reveal anything. Cuz I think timing with either Dean or uh, uh AJ. AJ. No, AJ just signed a new contract. Yeah, no, AJ's AJ still in. Yeah. Um, geez, it was someone else I, I I had on the top of my head that uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. It's got to be. Oh, they said WWE talent in the tweet, which was weird. I don't know if they're throwing people off, but uh, but February seventh is going to be their uh, rally for the tickets. They're going to put the tickets on sale for their double or nothing at the MGM Grand. Mm. You got to figure that Kenny is going to be at that rally. Yeah, because we haven't heard anything from Kenny since the Rumble. You know, at the Rumble, it was all. But then, why would they say WWE talent? That's a very good question. Now, WWE talent does include NXT. That's what you got to remember. I'm hoping by the rally, so we we, we figure that out. 
could we be seeing Kenta in All Elite Wrestling? Because he is fed up with his... Did, did they officially release him? Yeah. He's, okay. He's so Kenta's back. Hideo yeah. Itami's gone. Yeah, no, he's, Rest in peace, Hideo Itami. We th- loved you. You were I good. Think, but, I think Kenta but goodbye. is... I think Kenta is, might be the name. And, All right. Uh, it's got to be... It, that's the only person I could see really having that sort of you know push with yeah. Cody and the Bucks is Kenta. Because you could put him into, a, a, into any... any Anyone, any one of those things you can put him into. You can have him work with the Bucks. You could have him work with Hangman and, and Pac. You could have him work with Cody. He has that name where he, you know, he's got the push behind him. Right. And now that he has that former WWE superstar status, that just propels him into even more of a name. I'm looking forward to the seventh and seeing what happens there. Yeah. Coming up, Raw SmackDown Talk and our final thoughts. This is Sons of Slam Podcast, powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Connecticut School of Broadcasting founder Dick Robinson. You know, the media business has changed a lot since we opened our doors in 1964. Now media content is everywhere, on air, online, on the go. More than ever, companies are looking for people to help drive this new media. At Connecticut School of Broadcasting, you'll get hands-on training on the latest software and equipment in a matter of months, not years. Connecticut School of Broadcasting has placed thousands of grads in broadcast media careers. It's all about versatility. You see at a radio station, if you also know how to shoot edit and post videos you become a pretty hot commodity that's the training you get at connecticut school of broadcast connecticut school of broadcasting with locations up and down the east coast from massachusetts to miami call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to gocsb.com connecticut school of broadcasting the nation's oldest and largest group of broadcast media schools redefining training in radio tv and new media get trained get connected 1-800-TV-RADIO. All Noise Radio. All noise. All the time. Time. The Sons of Slam podcast on All Noise Radio. This is indeed the Sons of Slam podcast on All Noise Radio, powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, hit us up on Twitter at Sons of Slam Show. Let's talk about a little Raw, Monday Night Raw. What do you think about? Uh, I want to start with uh, Ronda Rousey and the. Uh, it seems like what should have been seen by everybody as the inevitable Roman Reigns turn here. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm. <laughs> See, hang on. I don't think anybody saw this as a Roman Reigns turn. I thought people at first thought of her as a Brock Lesnar turn, where they were going to have a mouthpiece on, which is what they should do. They should put a mouthpiece on her. But they wanted her. To, she, I think, she said that she wanted to do this on her own. Exactly. And so she, she. First of all, first of all, I have more respect for her because she's there <laughs> on, on oh, the yeah. show, as opposed especially to especially after those losses in UFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, now it's, this is your full time gig. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I have more respect for her in that that sense. I know she said that she wanted to do her mouth, or her mouth. <laughs> I know she said she wanted to do her own, be be her own mouthpiece is what I was going to say. Have her mouth uh, on what? Hello. She so, likes mouth stuff. She likes we mouth can go stuff. on. <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> and she, I know she worked with like McMahon, the McMahons to do that. Um, and she's gotten a lot better from from the, the beginning, and I know it's not an overnight thing, but she still has a lot of work to do. Her in ring is really, really improved over you know the past year because yes. it has been a year. She debuted at Rumble. Yes, 
So over the past year, she's only been wrestling for what, six months? Right. So she has really improved her in-ring ability over the past year. But since Survivor Series, uh, people have, everybody had seemed to speculate that it was going to be her and Becky Lynch. Yes. Because right after Survivor Series, Becky Lynch became the the biggest thing since uh, on God's green earth since sliced bread and uh, and that that is when I was talking about the, the inevitable turn as far as this Roman Reigns kind of thing where people are going to turn on Rousey and it happens in the last couple of weeks it started it actually started last week after uh, Rumble and it went into into this week where she had this she she comes out after uh, Becky Lynch destroys uh, Stephanie McMahon. And uh, she gets on the mic, and people start immediately booing her. Yep. And you just see her insecurities come out, and she doesn't know what to say. She's all scripted, and because she doesn't know what to do off script, apparently nobody taught her what to do when the crowd goes another way that you're not expecting. Because if Vince is teaching you how to perform in a, you know, on the mic, if Vince is teaching you, it's going to be you do not do anything, but you stick to the script. But that's uh, the good but ones that's don't the way, do that. Yeah, which exactly. is that, that's ironic to me. That McMahon is the one that's that's that owns the company should know better, and everybody else like Triple H who on SmackDown went off script with Lynch yes. and was able to handle the crowd, and immediately the crowd just turned silent when he comes on. Why, it, nobody taught Rousey how to do this, so oh. she becomes flustered. She you know she she fights Liv Morgan. She she you know, defeats her. You know, gets on the mic and it's even more frazzled. Gets on, uh, you know, starts goading uh, Logan, Sarah Logan, to get, come in the ring. She fights her, and then she wants to get uh, her hands on uh, Ruby Riot. That, that doesn't happen, but I, I can see this this heel thing start to go, and that that I like better also than the Reigns thing because Reigns never, he never took hold of the heel. And I, I, I he should have. He should have. He absolutely should have. I think he should come back as a heel. That's what should happen. When he does come back, do you, you know? think? Well, I think that's it won't be immediate because I think people will still love him by Royal he, Rumble. He fought, he fought the leukemia fight and he won at that point. When when people start getting tired of him again, that's, yeah, that's exactly. When, that's when they'll they'll turn. I think Rousey should embrace this this heel kind of feel. Yes, and uh, I'm a poet. And I didn't even know it, and and <laughs> should should go after this and have the, those two because Lynch is. Lynch is embracing the face now because she tried to go heel. It didn't work. Here's the thing with which. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you finish. I was going to say which, which has now become this Stone Cold Part Two, and that's the thing I was going to get into. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are booing Ronda because of her performance. I think they're booing Ronda because Becky Lynch is not talking. Right. All of the hype is around Becky Lynch. Right. The only reason, well, obviously not Hunter, but the only reason that they booed Charlotte was because. Becky wasn't talking. Right. And that's why Charlotte was forced to become this heel. That's why Creative had to put her in a heel position Mm -hmm. because she was getting all the boos. Right. Which is what SmackDown did perfectly. Mm -hmm. But they have to do that with Ronda on Raw. Right. Because anytime Becky comes now, she's going to be cheered loudly. On both brands. She's going to get popped hard. On both brands. Exactly. So over. Tell me right now. John Cena is the only one that can do that. But in the midst in the midst of Raw SmackDown, this Raw SmackDown era, and, and the split brands, the bland split, the the, bland. the the bland split, yes. Tell me <laughs> in, the, in the bl- me. in the bland split. I'll get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> Tell me in the bland split. Ha- any other wrestler that you could think of right now, on the spot that it, they they've had on both shows, even during WrestleMania season, which I, I I'm I'm not happy with with Raw. I'm happy with SmackDown because they they. Uh, 
they they've, they've kind of started the the road to WrestleMania the right way. Yes, Raw uh, this past Monday, other than Lynch uh, uh, and and Rousey. Nothing. No. No kind of Lesnar talk. No. Uh, they had a, a Rollins uh, package on there, a video package. He, he wasn't on the show. Like I, I've heard that Seth is injured, though. He, he I is. heard he's he, trying he, to he nurse a nurse an injury, so that's why he's not getting all the all the bad back. Yeah, bad back. Well, when you're carrying the entire WWE roster, it's kind of. Uh, Hard to keep all those people on your back. Car- carrying, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the, he's definitely carrying the Raw roster, and you have not li- just Raw. He's carrying a lot. Seth Rollins is the workhorse I, of the WWE today. After this week, I, I, I am not in the in the. I was not in the um, in the the band of uh, Daniel Bryan, but uh, I, I, I to say to even say that I hated him was not a stretch. This week, though, I, I gained a little more respect for him because, as, as this this champion, we'll get into that also. Uh, as this, as this new uh, the new Daniel Bryan, which I hated the the whole gimmick, but I'm liking the way he's going, and I'm liking Elimination Chamber. I'm actually looking forward to uh, Daniel match. Bryan is they creative is working around Daniel Bryan. Okay, mm-hmm. they're taking all of his best aspects and they're making it heal. Which is something Raw is not doing. Right. They are taking Daniel Bryan being a hardcore vegan, being an environmentalist, and they're putting a heel spin on it, mm-hmm. which is perfect because it suits him perfectly. The only thing I don't like is how he refers to Rowan as his intellectual peer makes him seem very dumb. Right. Very dumb. But he got on the mic. I, I guess we're, we're just going to get into this Raw SmackDown. We'll, we'll in, intertwine. In the yeah, intertwine right now, a little bit. In the last 15 minutes here. Um, <laughs> he, he finally gets on the mic and he talks. He, he finally yeah. talked. And he, he Had I, you heard? I, I've I never heard him talk. I think that was the first time I heard him talk, <laughs> I've too. I've never heard him talk. And th- thank God he, he sounded somewhat intellectual, at being this whole this whole gimmick of the intellectual peer. He finally gets on the mic and he talks. But all, that's, all this to say is that I, I understand what you're saying as far as Rollins being the, the face of both brands, but I, I, I can appreciate what they're doing. Uh, the writers are doing on SmackDown better than Raw yeah. because it, they, they have this thing going on with Styles and on all all the participants in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE title, and they, they've upped Brian. You're right. They've upped, the creative has upped around Brian. Exactly. And, as they, and they're doing a great job at it. They're doing mm-hmm. a really good job at it. They're not doing that on Raw. So even, even okay, he, it's, be that as may with his, his back, and he's, he's injured right now. You still haven't seen Lesnar other than than Rumble. He, yes. You know, it's his part time you know job. So now you have this entity in Lynch who is so over that I, I I'm I asked you the question: Have you have you ever thought? Can you think of a wrestler that in the moment, or even even during any season, doesn't have to be WrestleMania season, any season where they've had so over, they've been so over, and it just ha- so happens to work out because she is fighting the Raw champion, but she's a SmackDown brand wrestler that they were able to. Coexist and bring her, bring a wrestler onto both shows. I can't think of one. I know Cena. Cena is really the only one, but not at the same time. Or, or, no, or yeah, yeah. You, you're right. See, so it it's just is so over. And again, as I said last week, the idea that it, last year at this time, going into WrestleMania, she was on the pre-show, the kickoff the show, that freaking crazy. kickoff show. It's so it's so it's so funny how things work out, and and the ascension of a wrestler in such a quick period of time, and you coming up with like a gimmick so quickly that it goes so over beyond anything that anybody ever could have thought of. It's just it's just insane to me. Here's the thing. Ready? Yeah. I just had a quick brainstorm. 
what was Austin? What propelled Austin to be Austin three sixteen? His King of the Ring. Uh, King problem. of the Ring. Do you think that they have the first ever Queen of the Ring oh, tournament at by the end of the year? Immediately email Vince right now. I, I'll give you his number uh, and his, his email address. I think they might hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Queen of the Ring. Queen of the Ring. There Tell me go. not. That would be amazing. You have Becky Lynch and you have Charlotte in the finals. There you go. Right. Yeah. You have Becky, but this is where you have to tiptoe around the whole Austin thing because if you were to have a queen of the ring and you have Becky win Mm -hmm. and you have her cut a promo on Charlotte right after, she's automatically always going to be compared to Austin. But don't you think that having the queen of the ring, queen of the ring is an awesome, awesome idea. Awesome concept. But because she's already over, why double up on her? Because King of the Ring is has always been it was a, meant to to put them over like Booker, right, right. So so why not? She's already over. So why not put like say Charlotte as Queen of the Ring, and then you exactly. still have, you'd have a better program, and you would lead into a Charlotte Becky program. You know, going ahead, you can put that for two three pay per views, right, right, which is amazing. But I think a, a a first ever Queen of the Ring would be something to really consider. I gotta. Write that down. I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to email Vince. Hey Vince, if you're listening, give me a call. My number is actually uh, find me on Instagram at jblack1214. Please get your resume over there, man. Jeez. Yeah, I'll send you a resume. Let's go at wwe.com. Right, start it up, man. Queen of the ring. Yeah, that's uh, um, uh, all this to say. Let me wrap wrap up the the women's segment of this portion of it. Rousey Lynch, Rousey becoming heel. Uh, I like it. Get her on the mic. Start teaching her how to become more ad libby. Yes, <laughs> which is not a word. Ad libby to the point where she knows what to do and how to how to 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 deal with crowds because now crowds understand how to get to her. Yeah, and she is not the face anymore. She even though she's the champ and she doesn't understand why. And so when she gets into in with that mic, she doesn't know what to do. And so she gets flustered like she did on Monday, like she did last Monday when she was laughing it off. But she was like, "What do I say? What do I do?" And the, the the moment that she understood last week, when Lynch kind of prodded her to go that route, the the heel route, yeah, th- those two in face to face, that was awesome. That was the best part of Raw last week. Yeah, and it should that that should be the way it goes going forward. The uh, the crazy thing about it is that you are right. Rousey's going in a Roman Reigns direction, unfortunately. But the with round with Ronda Rousey, there's only two things that you can really do right now. You can either put her in a Roman Reigns position and make it work, mm. or you put her in a Brock Lesnar position and give her a mouthpiece. If you were to put her in a Roman Reigns position, you could work around a four horsewoman versus four horsewoman storyline. Okay. If you have Shayna lose the NXT Women's Championship in NXT, you could have her come up to the main roster and help out Ronda because she's got a mouth on her. She she can really handle the speaking part with Ronda throwing in extra jabs here and there, which would set up a four horsewoman four horsewoman match. Mm-hmm. I want to see a champion four horsewoman of WWE go against the four horsewoman of MMA. I want to have Becky as the Raw champion. I want to have Charlotte as the SmackDown champion, and I want to have Bailey and Sasha as the women's champion. That is the best possible scenario that I think you can go into WrestleMania as. But, you know, obviously they're having their match at WrestleMania. The only thing you can really do for a Survivor Series, because you could have 
you could split up both four horsewomen between two different shows. And because it's Survivor Series season, you can have them work on each show. But if you have, let's say, Sasha and Sasha, you could have three of them on SmackDown, three of them on, uh, three of them on SmackDown, you can have the, the main pieces on Raw. You can have Ronda and Becky on Raw going back and forth with each other. And then you can also have them show up on SmackDown and have them interact with Bailey and Sasha if you were to have Bailey over there. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. But a champion for a horsewoman, if you were to have all of them as champion, would be amazing. Especially it would go back to the whole four four horsemen thing. They yeah. were champions. And it would just it, it'd be perfect. Speaking of N- NXT, that what? is NXT. The NXT N, excuse me NXT's women's vision was to have Becky, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Bailey, Bailey, and Sasha all champions at the same time at WrestleMania. That's got to be what they were going for. Get your resume into WWE right now. I think I should. <laughs> I think I should. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is this guy spits out. What the hell? Um, straight flames. And straight flames. And all this talk. We we just spent. Looking at the clock, we we just spent over eleven minutes talking about the women's division, uh, with I- I intertwining men's here and there. But that this is where they they're going with the, the 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 hot fire right now in WWE is the women's division on both sides. Where is Asuka in all this? Is she because she's still a face? So is are they putting her off of TV as, as, as she's the champ? They, yeah. Are they putting her off to TV because Becky Lynch is so over? They just had an awesome they had an awesome match at Rumble. You would think that she two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. She I wasn't there immediately after Rumble. She's not there this week. Why are they keeping her off of of TV? Asuka is more in like a purgatory state right it really now. Is. It's really weird because she is the champ, but she's not over. Lynch has completely hijacked hijacked everybody. The, <laughs> she has hijacked the WWE. Everybody. And and going back to the Stone Cold thing, she she's gone on to Raw. She's gone on to SmackDown. Both against McMahon's, which seems very eerily coincidental. It's, it's. Uh, I think it was very sexist that she only slapped, only slapped. Triple H. Well, I could. was very upset about that. She put a full beat down on <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> but she gave a little tiny, poof, uh-huh. little tiny slap to Triple H. I wanted to see her, like Austin. I wanted to see her pick Triple H up, slam him down to the ground, and just start. Well, unlike Rousey, punching him, unlike punching Rousey, him. can she? <laughs> like, she can. <laughs> I, I mean, I would love. Becky to see could that. hold her own. I would love to see that. But <laughs> can she actually physically lift him up and, and put him down like that? Is what I would. I would love to see it. I'd love to be able to see that happen. Those women are strong, bro. I, I know. I, I guarantee know. you that one of those women, not Nia Jax, but one of them could probably pick me up. <laughs> like they could probably body slam me. Like a like a Hogan Andre type thing. When this goes out on the air, please any any WWE or any wrestler, I don't care indie indie. I take the challenge. I'm willing yes. to get body slammed by any. Please in studio. Du- uh, hang on, by any WWE wrestler. So it can't be any like indie wrestler. I don't want no dumb indie wrestler to come along <laughs> and say that hey, I can body slam you. It's like no, I want it to you, be worth something. You heard this first. He said dumb indie wrestler. Any indie wrestler that's out there, <laughs> please please contact us on Sons of Slam show on Twitter and get in the studio and please show uh, show Joe how dumb. Let's see how dumb can you, really you are. can you cheat death? Can you defeat the Reaper? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. That would be the contest next <laughs> next week on Sons of Slam. Uh, quickly wrapping up every everything else. Uh, the this is your life segment of uh, Kurt Angle, which was about to be a, a retirement. <sighs> what is going on with with his? Uh, I don't know what they're trying to do with Kurt. Uh, my biggest question coming out of that is, what are they doing with Braun? And Braun, man, like where has Braun gone? 
he's got to. Do you think he gets put into the WrestleMania match at? at I think he puts, gets put into like a, the the Andre the Giant. I, I, they, where they, we again, as I said before, we are on the road. I'm the air quotes. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and yep. nothing other than Lynch and Rousey has been set up properly. Everything else, it, you still have. Um, uh, you know Daniel Bryan and and uh, n- nobody. There's no. There's no because it's that, going into elimination chamber. Because you have you have Lesnar right now with Rollins, but again nothing. It's, I know it's only two weeks removed. I think from them Rumble. planning too far ahead is them trying to catch themselves from previous uh, mishaps. Okay, like talk about the whole uh, Becky Ronda Survivor Series match. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened there? It was supposed to be Becky Ronda, and then it turned out to be Becky Charlotte because. I mean, Ronda Charlotte because Becky got a little too ahead of herself, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what, you know, Triple H said on SmackDown, but we'll get into that. And it's just, uh, are they trying to put, what was the whole point of that segment? I don't know. What are they, the the only way I took out of that is that they're trying to put Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre into a bar sort of position, like the bar. The bar, right. Like they're just trying to put two people together just to see if, crap hits the fan and sticks yeah so i don't know i don't know what they're trying to do with that segment it was uh, really weird to me. I, I think he, he's they they try to fake uh retirement and he was too he's too invested in this rivalry to and it wasn't even a good fake retirement like mark henry's yeah. that was a good one that was a good one <laughs> that was a good one the salmon jacket and everything yeah that's <laughs> iconic salmon jacket uh, yeah but he had angle had his his Leotard and it was able to fight because he always is ready for a fight and yeah. I, I'm assuming it's not the three eyes it's the three D's now I'm assuming that they're gonna have something at uh, elimination chamber with the two with the four of them and yeah there's gotta I, be I'm, a just, I'm not understanding tag uh, match on the pre show or something like that Strowman, Strowman was a heel at the Rumble now he's a he's a face again I, I'm not they're doing him like the old Paul White in uh, WCW they have to be yeah. just set him up as a giant. And as soon as that time comes, he'll just start turning heel and face heel. every like, week. Every single week. Just like the big show does. What is going on with uh, Alexa Bliss? I know she was hurt, and I, th- I think they're stretching this thing out. But uh, Alexa Bliss this whole- wanted all and every single piece of EC3, <laughs> and I, that's all I could think of. These these segments, man, I, I feel like they're... They they just they're Another obviously one. there to put her, put her face on TV because you don't want to forget about Alexa Bliss, but... Think, especially with that face. Especially with that face. I, I love her face, but they just seem so bad. <laughs> it, just, it just seems so bad, which led to EC3, the, the mutes, EC3. Uh, I don't coming up. get that. I don't get it at all. I wanted him to explain where EC3 came from, but he, I know he wasn't going to do that. Right, well. No. Legal reasons, yeah, he's miss, not going to do that. Miss Dixie Carter. Um, yeah, good I, old Dixie. Good old Dixie. I don't know where she is now. Um, and, 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 yeah, so he's a mute, and then uh, Nia Jax coming out, and then. I love heel Nia. Yes, she's good. She, pandering, she's, like yes. not pandering to people and talking down to people. Yes. That's how you have to play Nia Jax. Yes, play but Nia Jax. Where is Tamina? And, all and that? Tamina like, is what another is, mute. That <laughs> what is she doing? She's I don't get r- it. riding the coattails of everybody else that she's with. It's every single faction that she's with. She rides their yeah. coattails, and she is a well, good what wrestler. What was she with just, other than the Usos? She had that short time frame with Nat- Natalia and uh, Camille, the the uh, the welcome committee. Oh, yeah, that lasted for that. a couple weeks, and she, again, probably why I don't remember. She it. never talks. It's team nothing. bad, wasn't that team bad? Team bad. That was also team right? bad. That was also team bad. That was another thing with uh, Naomi and uh, Carmella. No, Paige. Yes, yes, Paige? maybe. No, Paige was Paige Becky Charlotte PCB PCB. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, I Tamina, Tamina, Tamina is just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get that at all. And she then, can still do a uh, frog splash. Though. Just, That's I think she's a, an amazing wrestler. I just, yeah, she I just, just can't get on the mic. And then <laughs> Dean Ambrose, man. Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, with this and then we'll talk about uh, the the final part, uh, portion of SmackDown running a little over here. But um, Dean Ambrose comes out and the whole talk the last couple weeks has been him not renewing his contract. And it's a work. So so I, I initially thought it was this was legit. And so because the dirt sheets when the dirt sheets report something and they have sources, you're like, okay, this is weird. That's weird. Good. But then. When WWE yes. reports it, yes. it's like okay. Yes. So they've never that was very dumb on their never, part. Never, 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 never. Yeah, they've they've always announced anytime that they've released a wrestler, anytime someone has retired, they are, we wish them the best, best in their future endeavors. It's yeah. it, they, they, oh, they go to tagline. It's, the, it's, it, it's we, almost like a watermark. It's at this watermark. Point. <laughs> copyright WWE. Yeah. The future endeavors. We wish blah, the best blah, blah. on all their future uh, endeavors, and the, we would love to have them back in the WWE. And, and that's not, where that's where I my my brain perked. They've never. They've never jumped ahead of the situation. They never. Ne- and they, if they, they did, did, they would have put him on the shelf. They would have written him off TV immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they're putting him into another thing. So now they, they put him into this Jericho realm where he's jobbing to everybody. And so now he fights EC3. And he, he's a fa- he's now a face again. He comes out during that, that segment and he's a face. And everybody's cheering for him because people think that he's actually going to leave. Don't leave, and- Dean. Don't leave, Dean. And okay, he goes into the ring with EC3, and he jobs EC3. So now they're just pushing this work further into why he hates being on the show. And so I, I don't see where it's going. I don't understand why they're doing it. I, I it didn't make any sense. It doesn't. Make, it, doesn't it doesn't make sense. But it, he he didn't come out as a face. He came out as a heel. He got a face reaction though. Right. No, you're right. Right. That's, he, it's, that's, that's what he, I meant. It's it's a very weird. Uh, Kayfabe is dead, unfortunately. It really is. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a blurred line Back in line the day, you knew who to cheer. You bad, knew who good, to boo. Bad, good, yes. And then I, still cheer, I still cheer the good guys. I still boo the bad guys. Stone cold. No matter what. Completely blurred that line. Exactly. And The Rock, too. And The Rock did, too. As soon as the both of them started clashing in yeah. the late 90s, it was Kayfabe was dead after that. And, and they the click he, and all that stuff. And, and McMahon just, tried to get it back, back in line with Cena. And he, I mean, Cena was the ultimate... Good guy, and they try to. He he would even sometimes joke around because he knew he's not stupid. He he would do like the whole heel thing in the mat, and you know turn his heel in, in the in the ring, and people wanted him to, to the finally doctor the doctor economics, and he wanted to go back to that his his heel th- at that point. Yeah, it's it's completely completely dead. Kayfabe is completely dead. I hate it. Um, so there was <laughs> Dean. There was the, and and so uh, uh, Finn Balor and Leo Rush. Uh, as I said before, I thought it was the best match of the entire night. I, yes, I thought it was uh, the best segment of the entire night, other than you know, Lynch, obviously. But uh, I think Leo Rush and and Bobby Lashley are just a weird combo. And I understand that Lashley needs a mouthpiece because he's awful on the mic. And Leo Rush is amazing. And Leo on the Rush mic. is ama- amazing on the mic, and he's an, also an amazing wrestler too. Um, I, I just I don't get that that two those two. But again, Finn Balor and Leo Rush is an, an amazing match, and he can hold his own. Uh, with anybody, and I, I feel like at some point they're gonna they're gonna go their separate ways, and Leo Rush is gonna have an, an awesome career. I I agree with you that that match was amazing because Finn Balor and Leo Rush is a very good tandem to have in a in a ring as you know uh, facing all against each other. Mm. However, that promo, the Bobby and Leo promo, you could tell that they, those lines were memorized. Yes. 
Yeah. Like, that's what I don't like. With Lashley, not not Leo. Leo has a natural. Leo had that natural, you know, uh, talker instinct. Yes. But it still seemed scripted. Yeah. I mean, you know, we know it's scripted, well, yeah, but yeah. still, like, it still seemed, he didn't make it his own. Right. Like, Hunter, when, when Triple H came out, some of that had to have been scripted. Mm. You, ha- you have of to course, feel yeah. that some of that had to have been scripted. But then they're like, all right. Take the reins, go with it, do whatever you want. But he has an idea. See, that's that's the difference, though. He has an idea of what to say. There's an, a, a general realm of an idea. You to say this to Becky, st- stick stick to this topic. Whereas Lashley, word for word, you need to say this exactly. That's what the that's the difference between the old school and the new school type of promos, right? It, the new school type of promos is to have everything written out already right. and to do it off of that and to just see where you know have everything everything scripted everything 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 right back in the day well first off back in the day you just said go mm-hmm. do what you got to do do whatever you want but even you know like towards the attitude area you got to figure they were giving them bullet points right you know here's what we would like you to get and then you just got to say whatever you want to say in the in the middle nowadays it's just all it's just it's it's a script it's like a television script. Yeah. But that's the way. First off, Renee telling Dean to put a shirt on, I laughed that was so hard. Anytime <laughs> <laughs> Dean comes out and Renee gets on the mic, and I. I, I I'm always waiting for it. Yeah, I'm always there's always, for there's it. always some sort of quip that she comes out with. Yeah. And I, I did not like her in the beginning uh, on, the, on the, the team, but I like when she and Graves get into it. And it, it feels like it, 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 that's not scripted. I know Cole is all on like online and on brand and. The two of them, when they go at it, I feel like Corey Graves is the modern day Jerry Lawler. He is yes. the best. Oh, he's great. Sports off, announcer, off the, off the cuff, great. The best color commentator I've ever seen. It's pretty. It, it's very impressive. And I don't. I, I, where did where did this come from with with Graves? Had he always had that? Like when he because he was wrestling at first. He, he was, was in NXT for a very, very short period of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably a very long period of time, but very short in NXT. <laughs> right, right. In NXT, right. But I don't, I don't, he is amazing. He's really, he's taken to that, perfect example. Graves called Road Dog Old Yeller. He's like, D-O-double-G looks like Y-E-double-L-E-R. I was like, wow. That was great. I know. That was awesome. And then she tried to go to her and sing in the song. and Again? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you remember the words? But of she, course she, I did, Corey. Yeah, of course I do. And then, so so it. sing it. <laughs> no. You're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. Yeah, no. They, I think they're great. I think they're, they're, they're great together. Uh, lastly, we are way over, but whatever. It's, it's, we're having fun here. Yeah. Lastly, um, on, on to SmackDown and uh, a couple things. Uh, so so I, I am in, in – I've always been in love with Samoa Joe. But I feel like this this whole program Some people now, called me Samoa Joe. I can see that. <laughs> I can see I can see the look. Yeah, uh, especially with the beard. Um, yeah, I, I wish I, I had that haircut though. That, haircut. that Spanish seven, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He's like losing it in the back there. Yeah, <laughs> losing the front. Um, the, the, the whole I think the 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 grouping of guys that they have in this elimination chamber, I I'm very excited for. I'm actually very very glad you brought that up. I have a whole breakdown of the. Well, not a really whole breakdown. I just have one note. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. Mm. Okay. You have two homegrown WWE guys. Mm. You have two homegrown ROH guys. And you have two very prominent indie stars all in one ring at the same time. 
you have Randy Orton, Jeff, as their WWE guys. Mm. Their two ROH guys are Brian and Joe. And AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what Mustafa Ali's repertoire was before he got to WWE, but I'm going to assume it was on the indie circuit. Right. (laughs) So it's just, it's very good to see where they're coming nowadays and where they're going as far as getting everybody involved from all aspects of wrestling. Because would you have ever thought that Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe would be in the same ring as Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton? I know. In 2005, if I had said that, you'd have been like, ha, that's funny. And AJ Styles. Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Styles. Yeah, yeah. I was going to put AJ Styles in the Ring of Honor, but like... He's more more impact than... I, I would... Yeah, he was more impact and he was more... New Japan. Yeah. Because that's where he came from right. right right after. Impact was more of his earlier days, you know, when he uh, declined the WWE contract mm. in the Attitude Era. So I'm really happy. I'm really glad to see where this Elimination Chamber comes. And I want to see where Rowan plays a factor into it. Rowan, the intellectual. Because <laughs> I don't know if you want to get, you know, we're not going to get into spoilers because I saw a couple spoilers. We won't get into it. But I think Daniel Bryan walks out with it. I don't mm-hmm. want to see Daniel Bryan walk out with it. Want to see Mustafa Ali win this mm. because mm-hmm. <laughs> he okay. is it, he 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 deserves it. I'm going to put Mustafa Ali as saying that he deserves a championship. He's being thrown into the a wolves. A lot of people deserve opportunities and yet don't get them. Yeah, I know. And he, he I can see him as he's, one of them. He's he's he's. I think Samoa taking Joe, the ball and running with it. I think Samoa Joe is one of them. I think Samoa Joe is more likely than Mustafa Ali. But I don't. Uh, that's a pipe dream. I, I, I would love to see, and, and this is what I'm talking about with setting up Mania, because SmackDown has to wait for Elimination Chamber to finally establish who who's going to be there. Yes. Um, and, and you're not even establishing it at that point because you still have that match, and then you still need to have another match to see who's going to fight the winner of Elimination Chamber. So this is not the, – the SmackDown side of the WWE Championship is not being established anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so, again, people who should have – should get it aren't likely to get it. Samoa Joe being one of them, I think I still think it's going to be like a Styles Bryan thing again. You can't have Styles Bryan. I really hope not. I really hope not. But if you have Styles Bryan at at WrestleMania, you could put the WWE Championship on the kickoff show. (laughs) Nobody's going to want to watch it. I know because we already saw it at Rumble. Exactly. I know. know. Perfect example. You're going to WrestleMania. I'm going to WrestleMania. Okay. If you were to go and saw that, better be at my tailgate. By the way, go ahead. Yeah, I will. If you were to go into WrestleMania and see on the card that they have Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, and it's a second-to-last match right before Becky and Charlotte, you're going to be like, damn. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I know. I know. But if you see him on the kickoff, you're like, oh, that's such a shame because it could be so much better, but I'm glad I don't have to see that. (laughs) And I get to to flip another burger outside and have another beer before I walk inside. Yeah, absolutely. We'll hear maybe 100 people cheer (laughs) while we're outside drinking, Mm. and you know, we'll just take it from there. Yeah, let's get into uh, this. That is our our show. We're going to get into our final thoughts. This is for the record. For the record. For the record. For the record. So every every show we have our final thoughts on anything and everything that we want to talk about. Joe, what do you got? I want you to go first because I got a good one for the the last one. I'm coming up with something on the spot right now because uh, for all the show prep that I've done, I've thought nothing else but the halftime show uh if we can just get someone else other than maroon five i I feel like that has been for the past couple years 
my time to either go to the bathroom, heat up the wings, get a slice of pizza, eat, eat a hero, anything else but watching. Smoke break. Smoke break. Anything else but watching the halftime show. And I am so glad that uh, WWE had the halftime heat show. Yes. Because uh, it was something for me to look forward to, even though I didn't get to watch it live when it happened. Uh, because now going forward, uh, and it, it, it apparently did very well, um, that they have this this happen because it's just it's God, God NFL. I mean, I know you're playing it safe with with because of, of money and and stations and you know, your advertising, uh, you know, having to pander to everybody. Good God, can we work out some? And I know you had to throw in like a hip hop element because you were in Atlanta and Maroon Five wasn't pulling pulling it down like they should have because you again you pulled in Maroon Five of all of all bands. Next year, please, I haven't have a Nickelback, um, uh, Peter Paul and Mary uh, uh, collabo, and uh, then put uh, James Taylor at the end of it with Michael Bolton. I don't know what to tell you. This is uh, I'm, or Michael Bubbly or Blue Blade. Uh, Bubbly Blue Blade. That was another funny <laughs> funny commercial. Actually, that was one of my favorites too. Go ahead. Okay. To end the show, I have a question for all of our listeners. Would you rather forget who everyone else is or forget who you were? Which means you don't know who you are. You got to start from scratch. You're too, you're, you're too deep. Oh, way too deep. That's why I wanted to save it for the end. Okay. We weren't going to get to a second part if we had to. But yeah, everybody let me know. Tweet me. Instagram. I'm on Instagram. JBlack1214. Instagram and Twitter. Wherever you want. Let me know. Wow. I'm, you're gonna have me till next week. Uh, yeah. Thinking about that, and, and my head's gonna hurt. I know. <laughs> and I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely hate you for that. Thank you guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sons of Slam podcast. I am Chris Mindell. I am Joe Black, the Reaper. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>